concept 8.2. The light reactions convert solar energy to the chemical energy of ATP and NADPH. Chloroplasts are chemical factories powered by the sun. Their thylakoids transform light energy into the chemical energy of ATP and NADPH. To understand this conversion better, we need to know oh, about some important properties of light. The nature of sunlight. Light is a form of energy known as electromagnetic energy, also called electromagnetic radiation. Electromagnetic energy travels in rhythmic waves analogous to those created by dropping a pebble into a pond. Electromagnetic waves, however, are disturbances of electric and magnetic fields, rather than disturbances of a material medium, such as water. The distance between the crests of electromagnetic waves is called the wavelength. Wavelengths, wavelengths range from less than a nanometer for gamma rays to more than a kilometer or for radio waves. This entire range of radiation is known as the electromagnetic spectrum, figure 8.6. The segment most important to life is the narrow band of about, from about 380 nanometers to 750 nanometers in wavelength. This radiation is known as visible light because it can be detected as various colors by the human eye. The model of light as waves explains many of light's properties. But in certain respects, light behaves as though it consists of discrete particles called photons. Photons are not tangible objects, but they act like objects in that each of them has a fixed quantity of energy. The amount of energy is inversely related to the wavelength of the light. The shorter the wavelength, the greater the energy of each photon of that light. Thus, a photon of violet light packs nearly twice as much energy as a photon of red light. Although the sun radiates the full spectrum of electromagnetic energy, the atmosphere acts like a sensitive window allowing visible light to pass through while screening out a substantial fraction of other radiation. The part of the spectrum we can see, visible light, is also the radiation that drives photosynthesis. Photosynthetic pigments, the light receptors. When light meets matter, it may be reflected, transmitted, or absorbed. Substances that absorb visible light are known as pigments. Different pigments absorb light of different wavelengths, and the wavelengths that are absorbed disappear. If a pigment is illuminated with white light, right, the color we see is meant to absorb all wavelengths. Uh, oh, wait, wait. The color we see is the color most reflected or transmitted by the pigment. If a pigment absorbs all wavelengths, it appears black. We see green when we look at a leaf because chlorophyll absorbs violet to blue and red light while transmitting and reflecting green light. Figure 8.7. The ability to, of a pigment to absorb various wavelengths, various wavelengths of light can be measured with an instrument called a spectrophotometer. This machine directs beams of light at different wavelengths through a solution of the pigment and measures the fraction of the light transmitted at each wavelength. A graph plotting a pigment's light absorption versus wavelength is called the, an absorption spectrum, figure 8.8. .8. The absorption spectra of chloroplast pigments provides clues to the relative effectiveness of different wavelengths for driving photosynthesis, since light can perform work in chloroplasts only if it is absorbed. Figure 8.9a shows the absorption spectra of three types of pigments in chloroplasts. Chlorophyll A, which participates directly in the light reactions, 
The accessory pigment, chlorophyll B, a group of accessory pigments called keratinoids. Keratinoids. The spectrum of chlorophyll A suggests that violet, blue, and red light work best for photosynthesis since they are absorbed, while green is the least effective color. This is confirmed by an action spectrum for photosynthesis, figure 8.9b, which, pro which profiles the relative effectiveness of different wavelengths of radiation in driving the process. An action spectrum is prepared by illuminating chloroplasts with light of different colors and then plotting wavelength against some measure of photosynthetic rate, such as CO2 consumption or O2 release. The action spectrum for photosynthesis was first demonstrated by Theodore W. Uh, by Theodore W. Engelman, a German botanist, in 1883. Before equipment for measuring O2 levels had been invented, Engelman performed a clever experiment in which he used bacteria to measure rates of photosynthesis in filamentous algae, figure 8.9c. His results are a striking match to the, to mo to the modern action spectrum shown in figure 8.9b. Notice by comparing fi figures 8.9a and 8.9b that the action spectrum for photosynthesis is much better than the absorption spectrum for chlorophyll A. The absorption spectrum of chlorophyll A alone underestimates the effectiveness of certain wavelengths in driving photosynthesis. This is partly because accessory pigments with different absorption spectra are also photosynthetically important in chloroplasts and broaden the spectrum of colors that can be used for photosynthesis. Figure 8.10 shows the structure of chlorophyll A compared with that of chlorophyll B. A slight structural difference between them is enough to cause the two pigments to absorb at slightly different wavelengths and the red and blue parts of the spectrum, figure 8.9a. As a result, chlorophyll A appears blue-green and chlorophyll B is olive-green in visible light. Other accessory pigments include cartinoids, include keratinoids, hydrocarbons, other accessory pigments include keratinoids hydrocar and hydrocarbons that are various shades of yellow and orange because they absorb violet and blue-green light, figure 8.9a. Keratinoids may broaden the spectrum of colors that can drive photosynthesis. However, a more important function of at least some keratinoids seems to be photoprotection. These concepts these compounds absorb and dissipate excessive light energy that would otherwise damage chlorophyll or, intact, or interact with oxygen, forming reactive oxidative molecules that are dangerous to the cell. Interestingly, keratinoids, similar to the photoprotective one in chloroplasts, have a photoprotective role in the human eye. Excitation of chlorophyll by light. What exactly happens when chlorophyll and other pigments absorb light? The colors corresponding to the absorbed wavelengths disappear from the spectrum of transmitted of the transmitted and reflected light but energy cannot disappear when a molecule absorbs a photon of light one of the molecule's electrons is elevated to an to an electron shell where it has more potential energy when the electron is in its normal shell the pigment molecules the pigment molecule is said to be in its ground state absorption of a photon boosts the an electron to who, to a higher energy electron shell, 
and the pigment molecule is then said to be in an excited state, figure 8.11a. The only photons absorbed are those whose energy is exactly equal to the energy difference between the ground state and an excited state, and this energy difference varies from one kind of molecule to another. Thus, a particular compound absorbs only photons corresponding to a, to a specific wavelength, which is why each pigment has a unique absorption spectrum. Once absorption of a photon raises an electron from the ground state to an excited state, the electron cannot remain there for long. The excited state, like all high-energy states, is unstable. Generally, when isolated, pigment molecules absorb light. Their excited electrons drop back down to the ground state electron shell in a billionth of a second, releasing their excess energy as heat. This conversion of light energy to heat is what makes the top of an automobile so hot on a sunny day. White cars are coolest because their paint reflects all wavelengths of visible light, but may absorb ultraviolet and other invisible radiation. In isolation, some pigments, including chlorophyll, emit light as well as heat after absorbing photons. And excited, as excited electrons fall back to the ground state, photons are given off. This afterglow is called fluorescence. If a solution of chlorophyll is isolated from, isolated from chloroplasts is illuminated, it will fluoresce in the red-orange part of the spectrum and, will, and also give off heat. If the same flask were viewed under visible light, it would appear green. A photosystem, a reaction center complex associated with light harvesting complexes. Chlorophyll molecules excited by the absorption of light energy produce very different results in their intact chloroplasts than they do in isolation. In their native environment of the thylakoid membrane, chlorophyll molecules are organized along with other small organic molecules and proteins into complexes called photosystems. A photosystem is composed of a reaction center complex surrounded <coughs> by several light harvesting complexes, figure 8.12. The reaction center complex is an organized association of proteins holding a special pair of chlorophyll A molecules. Each light harvesting complex consists of various pigment molecules, which may include chlorophyll A, chlorophyll B, and carotenoids, and carotenoids bound to proteins. The number and variety of pigment molecules enable a photosystem to harvest light over a larger surface area and a larger portion of the spectrum than any single pigment molecule alone. Together, these light harvesting complexes act as antenna for the reaction center complex. When a pigment molecule absorbs a photon, the energy is transferred from pigment molecule to, uh, to pigment molecule with a light harvest within a light harvesting complex. Somewhat, somewhat like a human wave at a sports arena until it is passed back to the reaction center complex. The reaction center complex also contains a molecule capable of accepting electrons and becoming reduced. This is why the primary electron acceptor. This is called the primary electron acceptor. The pair of chlorophyll A molecules in the reaction center complex are special because their molecular because their molecular environment, their location and the other molecules which, with which they are associated enables them to use the energy from light not only to boost one of their electrons to a higher energy level, but also to transfer it to a different mo molecule, the primary electron acceptor. 
The solar power transfer of an electron from the reaction center chlorophyll A pair to the primary electron acceptor is one of the first steps of the light reactions. As soon as the chlorophyll electron is excited to a higher energy level, the primary electron acceptor captures it. This, this is a redox reaction. In the flask shown in figure 8.11, isolated chlorophyll fluoresces because there is no electron acceptor, so electrons of the photo-excited chlorophyll drop right back to the ground state. In the structured environment of a chloroplast, however, an electron acceptor is readily available, and the potential energy represented by the excited electron is not dissipated as light, heat, and heat. Thus, each photosystem, a reaction center complex surrounded by light harvesting complexes, functions in the chloroplast unit. Functions in the chloroplast as a unit. It converts light energy to the chemical to chemical energy, which will ultimately be used for the synthesis of sugar. The thylakoid membrane is populated by two types of photosystems that cooperate in the light reactions cooperate in the light reactions of photosynthesis. They are called Photosystem 2, PS2, and Photosystem 1, PS1. They were named in order of their discovery, but Photosystem 2 functions first in the light reactions. Each has a characteristic reaction center complex, a particular kind of primary electron acceptor next to a special pair of reaction center uh, chlorophyll A, or next to a special pair of chlorophyll A molecules associated with with spe specific proteins. The reaction center chlorophyll A of photosystem 2 is known as P680 because this pigment is best at absorbing light, having a wavelength of 680 nanometers in the red part of the spectrum. The chlorophyll A at the reaction center complex of photosystem 1 is called P700 because it is most because it most effectively absorbs light of wavelength 700 nm in the far red part of the spectrum. These two pigments, P680 and P700, are nearly identical chlorophyll A molecules. However, their association with different proteins in the thylakoid membrane affects the electron distribution and the light absorbing properties. Now let's see how the two photosystems work together in using light energy to generate ATP and NADPH, the two main products of light reactions. Linear electron flow. Light drives the synthesis of ATP and NADPH by energizing the two photosystems embedded in the thylakoid membranes of chloroplasts. The key to this energy transformation is a flow of electrons through the photosystems and other molecular components built into the thylakoid membrane. This is called linear electron flow, and it occurs during the light reactions of photosynthesis, as shown in figure 8.13. The following steps correspond to the numbered steps in the figure. 1. A photon of light strikes a pigment molecule in the light harvesting complex of PS2, boosting one of its electrons to a higher energy level. As this electron falls back to the ground on state, an electron in a nearby pigment molecule is simultaneously raised to an excited state. The process continues, with the energy being relayed to other pigment molecules until it reaches the P680 pair of chlorophyll A molecules in the PS2 reaction center complex. It excites an electron in the pair or of chlorophylls to a higher energy state. 2. This electron is transferred from the excited P680 to the prim primary electron acceptor. 
we can refer to the resulting form of P680, missing an electron, as P680+. An enzyme catalyzes the splitting of a water molecule into two electrons, two hydrogen ions, and an oxygen atom. The electrons are supplied one by one to the P680 plus pair, each electron replacing one transferred to the primary electron acceptor. P680 plus is the strongest biological oxidizing agent known. Its electron hole must be filled. This greatly facilitates the transfer of electrons from the split water molecule. The H plus are released into the thylakoid space. The oxygen atom immediately combines with an oxygen atom generated by splitting another water molecule, forming O2. Each photoexcited, for each photoexcited electron passes from the primary electron acceptor of PS2 to PS1 via an electron transport chain. The components of which are similar to those of the electron transport chain that functions in cellular respiration. The electron transport chain between PS2 and PS1 is made up of the electron carrier plastiquinon, PQ, a cytochrome complex, and a protein called plastocyanin, PC. The exergonic fall of electron five, the exergonic fall of electrons to a lower energy level provides energy for the synthesis of ATP. As electrons pass through the cytochrome complex, H plus are pumped into the thylakoid space, contributing to the proton gradient that is subsequently used in chemiosmosis. Meanwhile, six. Meanwhile, light energy has been transferred via light harvesting complex pigments, the PS1 reaction center complex, exciting an electron of the P700 pair of chlorophyll A molecules stored there. The photoexcited electron is then transferred to PS1's primary electron acceptor, creating an electron hole in the P700, which we now call P700+. In other words, P700 plus can now act as an electron acceptor, accepting an electron that reaches the bottom of the chain and trans that reaches the bottom of the electron transport chain from PS2. 7. Photoexcited electrons are passed in a series of redox reactions from the primary electron acceptor of PS1 down to the second electron transport chain through the protein ferrodoxin, FD. This chain does not create a proton gradient and thus does not produce ATP. The enzyme FADP plus reluctase catalyzes the transfer of electrons from FD to NADP plus. Two electrons are required for its reduction to NADPH. This molecule is at a higher energy level than water, and its electrons are more readily available for the reactions of the Calvin cycle than those of water. This process removes an H plus from the stroma. The energy changes of electrons during their linear flow through the light reactions are shown in a mechanical analogy in figure 8.14. Though the scheme shown in figure 8.13 and 8.14 may seem complicated, do not lose track of the big picture. The light reactions use solar power to generate ATP and NADPH, which provides chemical energy and reducing power, respectively, in the carbohydrate synthesizing reactions of the Calvin cycle. Before we move on to, continue to consider the Calvin cycle, let's review chemiosmosis, chemi the process that uses membranes to complete to couple redox reactions to ATP production. A comparison of, chemo of chemiosmosis in chloroplasts and mitochondria. Chloroplasts and mitochondria generate ATP by the same basic mechanisms. Chemiosmosis. 
An electron transport chain assembled in the membrane pumps protons across the membrane as electrons are passed through a series of carriers that are progressively more electronegative. In this way, electron transport chains form transform redox energy to a proton motive force, potential energy stored in the form of an H-plus gradient across the membrane. Built into the same membrane is an ATP synthase complex that couples the diffusion of hydrogen ions down their gradient to the phosphorylation of ADP. Some of the electron carriers, including the iron-containing proteins called cytochromes, are very similar to the chloroplasts and mitochondria. The ATP synthase complexes of the two organelles are also very much alike, but there are two, but there are noteworthy differences between oxidative phosphorylation in mitochondria and phosphorylation in chloroplasts. In mitochondria, the high-energy electrons dropped down the transport chain are extracted from organic molecules, which are thus oxidized, while in chloroplasts, the source of electrons is water. Chloroplasts do not need molecules from food to make ATP. Their photosystems capture light energy and use it to drive the electrons from water to the top of the transport chain. In other words, mitochondria use chemiosmosis to transfer chemical energy from food molecules to ATP, whereas chloroplasts transform light energy into chemical energy in ATP. Although the spatial organization of chemiosmosis differs slightly between chloroplasts and mitochondria, it is easy to see similarities between the two. Figure 8.15. The inner membrane of the mitochondrion pumps protons from the mitochondrial matrix out to the intermembrane space, which then serves as a reservoir of hydrogen ions. The thylakoid membrane of the reservoir, the thylakoid membrane of the chloroplasts pumps protons into the stroma, pumps protons from the stroma into the thylakoid space, interior of the thylakoid, which functions which functions as the H-plus reservoir. If you imagine the cristae of mitochondria pinching off from the inner membrane, this may help you see how the thylakoid space and the, inner, and the intermembrane space are comparable spaces in the two organelles. While the, mod- while the mitochondrial matrix is analogous to the stroma of the chloroplasts, and the mitochondrial on protons diffuse down their concentration gradient from the intermembrane space through ATP synthase to the matrix, driving ATP synthesis. In the chloroplasts, ATP is synthesized as the hydrogen ions diffuse from the thylakoid space back to the stroma through ATP synthase complexes, whose catalytic knobs are on the stroma side of the membrane. Thus, ATP forms in the stroma, where it will help drive sugar synthesis during the Calvin cycle. The proton H-plus gradient, or pH gradient, across the thylakoid membrane is substantial. When chloroplasts in the experimental settings are illuminated, the pH in the thylakoid space drops to about 5, the H-plus concentration increases, and the pH in the stroma increases to about 8, the H-plus concentration decreases. The gradient of three pH units corresponds to a thousandfold difference in H plus concentration. If in the laboratory the lights are turned off, the pH gradient is abolished, but it can quickly be restored by turning the lights back on. Experiments such as this prove strong evidence in support of the chemiosmotic model. Based on studies in several laboratories, figure 8.16 shows a current model for organization of the light reaction machinery within the thylakoid membrane. 
Each of the molecules and molecular complexes in the figure is present in numerous copies in the thylakoid. Notice that the NADPH, like ATP, is produced on the side of the membrane facing the stroma, where the Calvin cycle reactions take place. Let's summarize the light reactions. Electron flow pushes electrons from water, where they are at a low state of potential energy, ultimately to NADPH, where they are stored at a high state of potential energy. Thus, the equipment of the thylakoid membrane converts light energy to chemical energy stored in ATP and NADPH. Oxygen is a byproduct. Now let's see how the Calvin cycle uses products from light reactions to synthesize sugar for CO2.